As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see. Welcome to Home Group. This is Friday, and we have had quite a week. And the we is me and Sister Renner, and she is here today in a very pretty fuchsia top. Denise, you look really pretty. Thank you, Rick. And I want to welcome you, Home Group. I've enjoyed sharing the Word of God with you this week. You've been sharing from your brand new book, which is called Unstoppable. The subtitle says, Pressing Through Fear, Offense, and Negative Opinions to Fulfill God's Purpose. Well, the truth is, if you're going to do what God has called you to do, you're going to have to deal with negative opinions. Sometimes it's just the voice of the devil talking to you. Sometimes it's your own head talking to you, telling you, Hey, you're in water that is too deep for you. This is above your head. You cannot do this. You've got to learn how to even speak to yourself. There's a poem that I love called Talking Back. Oh, uh-huh. And in that poem, it says there's a time when you need to quit listening to yourself and you have to start speaking to yourself. Yes. And sometimes when those voices are saying, you can't do it, you can't do it, you can't do it, you've got to close your ears to that and you need to start saying, I can do all things yes. through Christ who strengthens me. I am unstoppable. In fact, really, if you study what Paul was talking about in Philippians chapter 4, he says, hey, I can do anything. He says, I know how to be abased. <laughs> I know how to abound. I can do it all. But hey, whether I have money or not, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My supply or lack of supply financially is not going to affect what I'm going to do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me <laughs> because of the greater one in me, I am unstoppable. That has to be an attitude. And yesterday, Denise was sharing with us about the Shunammite woman. She was really unstoppable. Unstoppable. And today you're going to show us something else, and it's going to be great from the Gospel of Matthew. I can hardly wait to get into it. But please remember that right now we're providing aid to people that have been displaced. Every one of these boxes is $60. There's 20 meals in a box. It's $3 a meal. That is very, very reasonable. Maybe you can't give a whole $60, but you can give $3. Hey, that's a meal for somebody. This is something we can do together. Denise and I in our ministry, we can't do this by ourselves. And all of this goes directly to people that have been displaced because of recent events. In some places, they really don't need a box full of food that they can't cook because they don't have a stove. They need a hot meal. So we're providing hot meals also for about $3 a meal. We're also providing blankets and hygiene products and shampoo and soap and combs. Just imagine if you got up and fled and you didn't have any of those things. And I just saw a report that 5 million people have now crossed the border from Ukraine and 90% of them, that's the newest statistic, are mothers, grandmothers, and children. They left without their men because the men legally can't cross the border. And there they are, not knowing what to do, and we have an opportunity to show up with the love of God, and that's what this is about. If you've already participated, we're so thankful to you. Thank you for reaching beyond your world into somebody else's world that's pretty dark right now to shine light. This is what we're doing. And we're also giving them a Bible, a book about how to repent, the 90th Psalm. We're showing them how to connect with us online to our Russian-speaking, Ukrainian-speaking church. And people are tuning in. And this is an opportunity for us to teach them the Bible, to pastor them, 
and you can help us do this. And we just want to say thank you. But before we get into today's time with Denise, we want to remind you that if you need prayer, reach out to us, call us, send us your email. The moment we hear from you, we're going to release our faith according to Jeremiah 33, 3, which says, call unto me. That's the first thing you got to do. Call unto me, but it's not enough just to cry. You got to cry out in faith. We know how to do that. Call unto me and God says, I will answer you. That's a promise. And I will show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. In other words, God says, I'm going to blow your mind in what I'm going to do for you. Mm. So reach out to us. We'll cry out in faith with you. God will answer and he will amaze you at how he answers the cry of your heart. Mm. Let us know how to pray. But Denise, let's go. Thank you, Rick. Home group, turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 15, and it starts in verse 22. Okay. Now, this is the story of the Canaanite woman. Of course, she, the Jews have nothing to do with these people because their, their heritage was that they were uh, idol worshipers. They um, had human sacrifices. So the Jews had nothing to do with them. And the promises of God did not come on these people. But here comes this woman, and she is so desperate. And it says in verse, it, it says in verse 22, And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, can saying... Can I say something? The word behold means, wow, can you believe it? So it was amazing that a Canaanite woman would even come to Jesus. That's what it means. Wow. I mean, there was no connection between these people groups of, wow, can you believe it? There came a woman and then it continues. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, cried out to him saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon possessed. Now I looked this up in the Greek and it meant that she wasn't, she didn't just say it one time. She was crying out to Jesus, son of David. Have mercy, have mercy on me, have mercy on me. She just kept crying out and crying out so much that the disciples said, should we send her away? So she had a determination, a desire that she was not going to be stopped. Even if no one listened to her, the disciples wanted to send her away. She was going to keep crying out to Jesus. You know why? She knew that Jesus was her only answer. And so it says that she cried out, but look at verse 23, but he answered her not a word and his disciples came and urged him saying, send her away for she cries out after us. 24, but he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then verse 25, then she came and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. Now this woman, Rick, she really is unstoppable because here she's come all this way. She's broken through all these cultural barriers to get to Jesus. She knows that Jesus is the only answer for her. It says severely demon 
possessed daughter. And I was thinking about that, Rick, and everything that we know about demon possession in the Bible, they foamed at the mouth, they cut themselves, uh, the one man lived in the tombs, uh, one demon threw a little boy into the fire and then he'd throw him into the water, uh, they were tormented, they were screaming. And this says about her, this woman's daughter, that she was severely demon-possessed. So we don't know what this woman is, is going through. We don't know what this little girl's going through. But I know for certain that any, any mother that's listening to me, or maybe you're a father, or maybe you're a brother or sister, and somebody's being tormented, somebody's on drugs, somebody can't get off of drugs, somebody's in jail, somebody's, somebody is being tormented in their mind, that you have a desire that Jesus touched them. That's where this woman was. She, she cried out. She did not care how long she had to cry out, or if those disciples were saying, send her away. She was pressing through all those opinions and all those roadblocks. But, but you'll see what happens. It's so phenomenal what happens. And then it says that she worshiped him. Now, she worshiped him, and he's just said, I wasn't sent to you. I was only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I wasn't sent to you. But that doesn't stop her. She gets, we don't know what her worship looked like. Well, we really do. It's the Greek word proskuneo, means to hurl yourself onto the ground and to, to use all the gestures of worship. She was on her face. Wow. So she's on her face. She's worshiping him. She knows that he's the only answer. She, we, maybe she was saying, Lord, you're my only answer. Lord, I believe in you. Lord, I worship you. We don't know what came out of her mouth, but as Rick said, she was on the ground on her face. And out of her worship came a simple prayer. Lord, help me. Her prayer was not it wasn't flower, flowerly. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't just so religious. It was focused. It was simple. It was humble. And it said what she needed. And I think, Rick, that when we really worship God and we're in a bad situation, that there is an exchange that happens from where we... We give away our worry, we resist our worry, we resist our fear, we resist, we resist our doubt, things that are coming against our mind. And instead of taking a hold of that with our mind and our soul and even our body, we turn from that and we worship Him. And we say, Lord, You are my answer. You are my, I, I admit, Lord, You're my only answer. I can't figure this out, Lord. It's too big for me, Lord. I worship you, God. And she asked for mercy. And the word mercy describes not just pity, but action. Mm. She was asking Jesus for action. That's why she said, help me. 
Wow. Yeah. And, and haven't you been in that place? I have where you don't know what to do and you, you break through all your fear. You break through all your doubt and you worship him. And then comes a one simple prayer. Lord, help me. Help me. You know, that can be a powerful prayer. It's a very powerful prayer. If it's said it from the place of faith, just those simple words, they are powerful. Very powerful, Rick. And look at verse 26. But he answered her and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Okay. Now, Rick, this, I looked this up. This is the first place in Scripture where bread is compared to healing. Now, on every Jewish table, and probably on your table at some point, there's bread. It's a very common thing to have on your table. And on, these, on this Jewish table was the bread. Well, at that time, under the table were little dogs. And the little dogs, they didn't get the whole loaf, but they got the crumbs that fell on the floor. Now, you see that Jesus just compared her to a little dog. Now, I don't think he was insulting her. I think he was bringing her right to the place of faith. Look at verse 27. And she said, yes, Lord, Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Now, this is what I think happened in her heart. She thought, bread on the table. Okay, I can't have the loaf, but there's going to be crumbs on there on the floor. And he just called me a dog. Little dogs eat the crumbs. Okay, I'm going to tell him that this is perfect. I'll be a little dog. You just compared me to a little dog and the bread's on the table, but crumbs fall on the floor and the little dogs get the crumbs. I want the crumbs. I believe she believed more in those crumbs than some of us believe in receiving the whole loaf. What if she had been offended? She could have said, he just called me a dog. I know. But you know what? She, did, she didn't care what she was called. She just wanted the crumbs. That's right, Rick. She pressed through. She pressed through disappointment. She pressed through offense. She pressed through obstacles of the disciples trying to push her away, send her away. And, and Jesus saying she's a dog, she pressed through everything. But why did she do it, Rick? Because she knew something. She knew and her situation was so bad, she knew that only Jesus had the answer. And I think we come to those places, and I think that some of you are in that place right now. You absolutely know this situation's so bad. I don't know what to do with my husband. I don't know what to do with my wife. I don't know what to do about my money. I don't know what to do. I just lost my job. I don't know what to do. And you know. He's your only answer. And we can cry out just like she did. And say, help me. And say, help me. And open our heart and faith. What comes out of your heart? When you get rid of your doubt, when you get rid of your fear and you exchange it for worship, what comes out of your heart 
is faith and trust in the one and the only one who can help you. Mm. And this verse says in verse 28, then Jesus answered and said to her, woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. You know, like the centurion, the centurion servant, that centurion servant never saw Jesus, never heard Jesus. But when Jesus spoke at that very moment, that servant was healed. And he said, great is your faith. Here's this woman. Jesus never touched her daughter, never saw her daughter, never spoke to her daughter. But he said to her, he said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. Mm. Jesus said it and it was done. And that woman, she received exactly what she wanted from Jesus. I got to tell a story. In 1992, we were holding a meeting in Minsk. And a woman came to our meeting that was rather obnoxious. She was a large woman. She was obnoxious. And she wanted me to pray for her. And I didn't want to deal with her because she was so obnoxious. She literally followed me all over that auditorium. Everywhere I went, that woman was there. And she was saying, pray for me. I said, pray for me. I said, pray for me. I mean, she just really was almost harassment. And I said to the ushers, please remove this woman. Well, they took her away. And that evening when the service was finished, I spoke with a pastor in the back room for a little while. And when we came out, there were no lights outside the building. Back in those days, there were not a lot of public street lights. No. It was just like pitch black. Yes. And when I walked out of the building, I was trying to see where to put my foot to go down the steps so I wouldn't fall. Couldn't even see the steps. Headed to the car and stepping out of the darkness, I heard this woman's voice say, pray for me. I said, pray for me. I'm not going to leave until you pray for me. And just in a moment of exasperation, it really wasn't even faith, just exasperation. I just reached out and touched her and said, be healed. Well, guess what happened? She was healed. Her ears opened. She received her hearing. And I know she didn't receive because of me, because I really was not in a mood to pray for her. She got what her faith wanted. Mm -hmm. That was an unstoppable woman just like this Canaanite woman. Rick, I want to read this. I wrote this. I think it's so good. This woman believed in a crumb more than most believe in a whole loaf. Wow. This woman had desire and was not going to give up until she got what she came for. She was unstoppable. Do you have that kind of determination to get what you need from Jesus and break through all the obstacles? Oh, there will be obstacles because the devil will not want you to have what Jesus has already paid for you to have. Honey, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for sharing every day this week. This home group this week has just been marvelous. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, sweetheart. And friend, we want to pray for you. So let us know how to pray. And remember that you can go online or you can give us a call to order Denise's new book called Unstoppable. This is a book that you will read from beginning to end and you'll say, 
I'm going to become unstoppable too. Thank you for being with us. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed that teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.